Following on from a demanding season with Chirouz in Formula 3 in 2022, Francesco Pizzi sits down with Timo to discuss the USF Pro 2000 series and narrowly winning the 24 Hours of Daytona. Hi Francesco, thank you very much for being here. Welcome to the podcast, how are you? Hi, I'm fine, and you? I'm very good, thank you. So... I'm going to do some quick fire questions to kick things off with, warm ourselves up a bit, and then we'll get into the, the meaty bits of motorsport to chat with you. So first thing that comes to your mind for each of these, we're just going to go straight into it. Wet or dry race? Well, uh, <laughs> wait, uh, I was overthinking it. Uh, I think it's more uh, damp in the middle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the tires, so then it gets a little bit... You're the best of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Day or night race? Night. Endurance race or a sprint race? Oh, uh, I've done both. I won both. I would say <laughs> I don't know. The, the endurance is more for the all weekend. Like at the end, you leave it with your teammates, and you know you get you get closer with other people that you're doing a sprint race. A sprint race is more you against everyone, kind of kind of thing. So I would say endurance race. What's your favorite car you've ever driven? Ah, oh, the Link Two Eureka. I don't know what's the name. <laughs> no, but straight away you knew it though. <laughs> yeah. What's a car that you would like to drive? Uh, I'd like to drive uh, the Indy car. Yeah, Indy car. I'd say. Early morning or late evening workout session? Um, early morning. So then you get a full day uh, to do whatever you want. Get the pain out of the way early doors. I like yeah. it. <laughs> if you could go back to any era of motorsport, which era and series would you choose? Um, I have to say 1970s Formula 1. Ooh, good choice. I like that. <laughs> Who's your racing hero? Jim Clark. That's true. Again, lovely answer. I'm liking this. It's going well. <laughs> What's a restaurant in Italy that you'd recommend? Oh, it's in Monza. It's called Carni Bracci. I always go there uh, since I won uh, two years ago, three years ago in Monza. Then I always go, went there. So that's my favorite restaurant. Did the food <laughs> taste even better that day, especially? Yeah, it tasted even better. <laughs> and then, would you prefer to win a race from pole or the back of the grid? Back of the grid. Back of the grid. Favorite circuit? Spa. Oh, okay. I thought you might go Monza. Um, <laughs> describe your racing style in three words. Um, aggressive. Uh, no, wait. Oh, now I want to change it. <laughs> <laughs> you still got two other words. Yeah, uh, aggressive controls and uh, diesel because I always uh, get better at the end of the race. <laughs> I, say, I think you balanced that out. So nice, nice save. so then we'll get into the the proper media questions now that we're all warmed up to it and i want to go right back to the start with you what first got you interested in motorsport um no no one in my family it's a racing drive it was a racing driver a big racing fan with just a case when uh physical i qualified on pole in 2009 but i think um Mm. it was I think every Italian had their TV on that day because not it was a long time. Any time I had them being on pole and uh, case, I was in my grandparents' house and the TV was on, and then I stayed there like watching all the race. 
at the end Raikkonen won with the Ferrari and um three one year after my dad asked me like oh I wasn't doing any sports so my father was like oh what sport do you want to do and I was like I want to be a driver but the thing is that driver and pilot like airline pilot you say the same way in Italian so that was like to be an airline pilot you gotta study and I was like no I want to be uh, a racing <laughs> driver and uh, I kicked off there <laughs> I love that um and reason for the pilot thing was that something you wanted to do or was that a, a kind of something more your dad wanted for you no it was because the first thing that came to his mind because it was so oh, hard okay. <laughs> race car driver uh i mean yeah no one in my family was really being interested but uh yeah i was like enough that my family was uh friends with jimmy bruni or i won that tournament with mm. as well this year uh so then we kind of got into the karting world and then later on to the Formula 4 and then on to the race car. So Bruni's a nice guy and definitely one to, to know his way around a race circuit for sure. Yeah. I was so, lucky to share with him. Oh no, definitely. It's uh, definitely not jealous at all on my end. Uh, you were karting then from 2014 to 2019 with various levels of success. How important was that time for you in terms of building a foundation for your racing career? For me, I think karting at the end uh, is not really important to win all the races in karting because it's a completely different driving style, but it's important to get the experience and uh, get everything together. That's what I say when I maybe met some young drivers and like, don't go around and spend all your money on karting because that's not where, uh, if you're very lucky, one out of 100 may get called by Red Bull Junior or something, but uh, still, uh, race car is completely different, so you better save uh, money and uh, then start with a four with a good amount of testing and then get probably starting there because from f4 on then you can get proper sponsorships and keep on driving of course uh in karting i mean you can do good results but i've seen many drivers become world champions and not get a chance in single seaters so do you go back to to karting every now and again or have you not done it since 2019 I, I've been going back a little bit, but now I'm not used to it anymore in my back spent while we drive. So um yeah, I try to sometimes, but now especially since um I live half in India, half in Rome, basically I'm kind of stuck. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I do it. I definitely do it. I wanna do I, I wanna get back to race, but I gotta be race ready, which I'm not right now. <laughs> Is that something that you'd maybe do with, with your friends then and they think, oh, maybe because it's been so long for him now, we might stand a chance of beating him and then you still beat them all anyway? Or is, is it not kind of that? I think some, all my friends that try to get close <laughs> to me, like they're like, I'm quite good compared to my fans. They'd still be like two, two and a half seconds off me <laughs> on like 30 seconds track. So I, I would say, I always tell them like, I, I come, but I'm not going to race. I'm just going to watch you race because I don't want to ruin the competition, really. <laughs> uh, so you then had Formula 4 UAE. F4 Italy and Formula Regional or following after your karting. You won the first of those, the F4 UAE, and you came second in Italy. Talk us through those experiences and how you put those successful campaigns together. I mean, the F4 UAE for me was just the beginning. Um, we wanted to do F4 Italy, but we haven't we didn't sign with any team yet because we weren't sure. So we basically started in F4 UAE. 
And uh, of course, today was very good because I won my first uh, four races uh, all back to back. And that kind of set me off uh, contact with Manalo Sport. Um, then we started, uh, we did the first test together. I sent basically straight away. And then it was COVID that it. So basically, one test with them um, in Oshisleben. And then after that, we, we stopped for like two, three months. And then we came back for the start of the season. And of course, that's. That was quite tough for everyone because it was not as much testing as you would do in a normal season and just get straight into the car. And um, I was lucky to be with a winning team and straight away we were quick. Then you made uh, for UAE for me, I was kind of, I kind of dominated the championship from the start. Then when I had some technical issues that set me down, but I could, was still able to win it and didn't for really, I mean... I was leading until the second round. Then I kind of, let's say, lost it in the bad rounds you know they say you make bad you can make the championship in the bad rounds and luckily my bad rounds lost way too many points and i didn't get enough on my good weekends to catch back but i still made it to be second and i mean as a rookie it was not was not bad it was uh all rookie nearly but uh yeah it's a good start i say you saying about the the foue that you came in and won the first four races and you hadn't signed with anyone yet how did that feel just come in and just oh, be on it immediately that felt amazing because i kind of sacrificed my last few years of carding to be able to afford to drive in a four for a season and uh uh yeah so i hadn't been challenging at high places for a long time uh i was like racing always as, as the underdog in uh, carding for my last two three years so basically i didn't want to race since 2017 and when i came back in 2020 you know straight away, straight away i was on the first session i think it was six tenths faster than everyone then i still managed to be in it and not get pole position but still won the race then um so yeah uh then there was for me it was just amazing it felt so easy to be fair so <laughs> i was just i just i just drove and uh yeah everything came together really so I would say at the end you gotta have fun while you drive, and that's how it worked always for me. Um, not really being the soldier, like doing everything fine, but at the end we're doing it for ourselves. So if you don't have fun, I think you're not driving at your best, really. So was that part of it then, the fact that you sacrificed some of the budget to just go all out with it and really give it a go, and you just thought it's everything or nothing. So whatever happens, happens, and that kind of. You didn't have pressure in a way, or was it a pressure that you just kind of thrived under? Yeah, so basically, I didn't have any pressure. I didn't feel any because I wasn't, you, of course, I had one in a long time. So I don't think people expected me, and especially in the race car world, I was not one of the standout names, you know, in carding. Then, you know, I was quick, of course. I raced mm. a long time for factory teams as well, um, but uh, never at the top, top level. And then when I came into VART, I don't think many people knew me. And like after the first session, um, yeah, the chief engineer in the UAE of our team was Luca Baldissero. Probably you heard the name, you know, it's been uh, uh, Schumacher's engineer and uh, he's been managing the further academy a few years back. So, of course, he knows and it's like, oh, straight away, it's like, it's big. <laughs> so from there on, let's say we kind of set it off, but at the start we didn't make, i didn't expect to be that quick uh, straight away but i just went in a drove because I, we had no expectation nothing and uh yeah i even surprised my dad because the plan is <laughs> to save money to get two seasons in a four you know and try to win <clears> the second season <laughs> the first one was good enough so <laughs> so you're not going to complain if you do that though are you yeah <laughs>
So a potentially mean question for you here. You won races both in Misano and Monza. Were those wins more satisfying because of your heritage than winning the races in F4 UAE or the other way around or, or not? I mean, I think a four Italy at the end is the most competitive um, Formula Four championship that we have in the old world, probably. So hmm. I'd say that's more satisfying because in the UAE, they just like it's a little bit off the grounds. Like when I used to do it, it was still at the start. So there was not as many cars as now. Like right now, it's very competitive. But when I used to race, it'd say it used to be like 15 cars. So half of the group basically it is now. So they wouldn't like, they would say, oh, yeah, it's just a four UAE. So then when I came into like this confirm myself, uh, because it's just as well in testing, uh, the group of four teams will like put 10 kilos more in your car and not let you go fast. So the, I would never talked to a testing session before. And then in Misano, we had triple podium and uh, one win. So then from there on, like, yeah, I I'm, was not just a four UAE, we can do as well in, a, in the biggest stage of a four, basically. You were saying as well, Monza. That was where your your restaurant was, where you got the great food. Was that then a more satisfying win because you had that elsewhere as a whole package experience, or was Misano a bit more for you, or or it's kind of? I mean, it's both both Italian circuits and great circuits. Misano was a little bit, uh, yeah, to prove myself. And when I came to Monza, it was a long. We had, I hadn't won since Misano, which was the first round. I think once I was mm. in the fifth, then it was quite far into the. I think I, I even joined. It was the only time I didn't join in second in the top two was in Monza. I was third in the championship. And I arrived, let's say, um, you know, quite well the track. So I, of course, every Italian like has been testing, that's been driving the simulator there since uh, what was like six. You will only drive Monza around Sims since you're yeah. a kid. So you very well. And uh, then I think as well, I don't know if you watched the races, but we had like, 15 changes for the lead or something. So it was a crazy race. And coming out on top at the end was amazing because I got many compliments for that. Like we didn't 15-year-olds could pull out such a good race with no crashes. You know, you see a lot more experienced driver crashing out and destroying their cars. And then you see a bunch of 15-year-old rookies doing out <laughs> perfect with no crashes. So yeah, it was it was good. It's a curious circuit like that sometimes because it's it's mainly just let's see how quick we can go here because okay there are some corners but it's mainly just speed the whole way there. Um, but again, like you say, it's it's very easy to then get complacent and make a mistake there. So to have a race like that where you couldn't predict who was going to win and you've just got to be in the right place at the right time is a whole part of that and to to not buckle under that kind of pressure. And again, maybe yeah. was part of it for you the fact that. You were enjoying the racing. You're saying you're not racing at your best if you're not enjoying yourself. Are you loving those kind of conditions? Like, yeah, this is perfect. I can do this. Yeah, I mean, every time you see, I love overtaking, especially as in karting. I didn't get the chance to have the most competitive uh, uh, setup, let's say, all together with the chassis and engine and everything because you weren't paying that much. But then at the end, when you, when you, you get there, you're always fighting in the middle of the pack. So maybe compared to some of my rivals who've been carding always at the top, like since they were young, sometimes you can be a little bit more aggressive. Um, so Go back I to driving style. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I kind of trick them, especially because I raised shifter cards, you know, against drivers that were like 20 years older than me. So I used to be played and I kind of learned a few tricks so that you can um, manage yourself. You know, I lost the lead, but I always said it under control. I said the lead time I didn't have it under control was on the last corner, but I kind of had it still under control because I, I knew if I would have got to the white line, it would have gone off the track. 
So then he, he went off the track. He actually got me on the line, but he had 10 second penalty for taking off the track. So I knew <laughs> that was going to happen. <laughs> Uh, he yeah. still got me to lie, which was what I was mad about because I lost the race by like 20,000. So on the straight, I wouldn't appear first, but I would still won the race after. <laughs> Thank God for a 10-second penalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then you joined Sharoos in Formula 3 last year and it didn't really go to plan. And I'm curious, what was so challenging about it and why was it so different from what you'd been doing prior to this? I mean, you will see a, a lot of drivers uh, having complete a complete change, a complete switch of um, when they when they go from middle teams to top teams. There is a big difference, and especially we were very unlucky. You know, the the year before it was three races, two with reverse grid, and now you can always get reverse grid from qualifying. So it's mm. more based on pay. For example, if it would have been based on finishing position, we would have started at the front uh, more times uh, than we did that season so then would have been more challenging so of course that kind of set us a little bit back as a mid-pack team you know mm. uh so, and the team as well was kind of in a really in a rebuild situation and then in the other season of course the takeover from phm happens so then um let's say the last few races were a little bit okay let's say bites this and of course i could pull off a good uh performance in spa but yeah, we, we had a completely new engineering team from the year before. So the engineers were good, but the problem is that we didn't have much data from the year before to use uh, to get back like with the setups and stuff. So another key all my teammates were rookies. Not, oh, I mean, the other one was... Uh, <laughs> the other one was uh, uh, Laszlo. And uh, then uh, we had a teammate always changing. Uh, and I think our performance, you know, say a little bit all where I was the only one to score points at the end it was one but we did it and of course the only race where we could get a result was in Spa where we, I qualified very well uh, qualified third uh, you know um, I think three seconds two seconds and a half quicker than the closest teammates and uh, then you know in the race I got you know, the first race I got squeezed off to the gravel and then I rejoined the second race in the first lap I got pushed off twice so then I basically set myself three. Back. <laughs> yeah I got myself set back from 30 to 20th again so then I was quite it because the problem of course we could get such as SF3 when we finish 14th 13th we did a good job probably and uh, looking at the budget we have compared to top teams and uh, then of course you get the you get no points you know you, you get points only if you are in top 10 if you get in three ARTs three Tridents three Premas and three mm. MPs you're you know too massively and you know this 14 high tech as well you know Carlin you're quite far back and yeah we were I cool I was able to get team's best ever qualifying result but unlikely we were unlucky that time it's the unfortunate thing of looking at the results on paper and they don't always tell the full story of how season's gone and from the sense of it, it was just a lot of bad luck and bad timing in it for a team that was trying to rebuild itself and you're just unfortunately one of the casualties there yeah i mean if you would have seen the season before with sergeant of course he's a third year driver I did quite well, so we thought we could have kept on going, but uh, basically all the engineers changed from the year before, so it was not easy to uh, go through that free build. And uh, yeah, I couldn't, I, I can say as well myself, I was trying to get the car to go better, of course, every time we go on track, but uh, when you don't have experience with the car as well, it's quite tough. 
because you know maybe mm. there is something that you get if I would have dropped coordinate, I would say, oh, this is normal for this car, this is not, and maybe we'll push more to one way or the other. But uh, yeah, um, it's it's how season goes, uh, and you got to work yourself there. At the end, we know that there are huge budgets to race these categories, and if you're not really either having a big uh, sponsor not related to motorsport or uh, in a junior team, it's very tough to keep on going there, especially because maybe you can do one season of F3, but uh, then F2 is double the budget again, yeah. and it's a lot more. <laughs> so you've been now in USF Pro 2000 Championship this year, which is a bit of a mouthful if you're not careful like that. We And you've had two top five results so far in St. Petersburg, and it seems to be going a bit better for you. Is that because of just it's a fresh thing again? Like you say before, there's no pressure here as much and it's something new. Or have you been able to to learn something from the F3 last year that's helped you get back to kind of winning ways as such? I had a lot of time to rebuild myself. This is in September. Uh, I was back with the 24-hour in Litzwana this year. So then I had a lot of time to test to test a few things around changing myself a little bit felt the fridge i get to race eventually and yeah i mean i was yeah it's still five finishes a little bit uh lies about uh, probably was the quickest current track that weekend uh even though i was the one of i think the only rookie in the top five who won one of the races such not a racing set- driver never satisfied unless it's a win <laughs> yeah yeah because I, I did qualify like you, we got free practice shortened, so of course the, you, you'd expect expert drivers to be more uh, advantaged, let's say. I then driven a street circuit from like two years, and I only drove once, which was one when it's completely different from St. Pete, I can tell you. Uh, and uh, straight away, free practice it was fifth, like after only 20 minutes of practice, and then we, you have straight away 20 minutes of qualifying. So I didn't have much time, you know, to learn the track, and I just kind of went in and did it, and I qualified second. And then I, I did pole position for race two so you know it was was not bad like for a start but no. then of course i i lacked as um rolling starts or not i had a rolling starting starting basically so hmm. i was set off in the starts both times and uh yeah uh, finished still both times in the top five it's a long championship so we can grab the points and about of course um the competitiveness i think you can make a big difference depending on the teams uh data and what they have from previous years so of course my team took over tj speed uh took over you cost last year and of course working with such experienced engineer like such as team math you can get um results with their experience and putting it all together uh from the first race on even though i wasn't not so experienced with the track you know so I think that makes a big difference. The preparation which we arrived there uh, makes a big difference. But it's tough this year. It's not that easy like you'd expect because at the end we have uh, myself, uh, Ushijima and Zendeli. Uh, probably myself and Ushijima with a big experience and Zendeli who's always a lot more experienced than myself as well in cars uh, coming into this championship. So then of course it's not easy and you got these guys, these uh, American drivers who been working on this since they were kids so of course you just we just came in and i kind of started my preparation in november and probably they've been preparing for this for years so i got some catch catch up to do to them and of course i always try to do my best i always try to go on track and have fun uh, there is a big scholarship on the on the grounds for the usf pro 2000 to go between the nxt and mm-hmm. uh, um, 
yeah, of course, there will be the goal, but we I'm trying to build up to it. I don't want to exaggerate from the first race straight away. So we can, I kind of brought on the points for the first one because I know it was going to be one of the few tracks where I wouldn't have drove before. And yeah, we got everything together. You've got to say, though, for, for all the, the stuff you were saying there, even with the rolling starts and you're not being used to them as much, I'm sure that'll change the more you do them over the course of the season as well. But the results you got so far, not too bad, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, the Davis Street away in American Motorsport was the Rolex 24 hour and we won it on the line. So then after that, uh, we have two top fives in some feet. So I presented myself well, but of course, there is a big difference between top five finisher and uh, winner. So we get a. <laughs> Get everything together, of course. I mean, you can win a championship with an average finish of P4, but uh, of course, we want to... You'd still prefer <laughs> to be a bit higher up, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's still better to be a bit higher up in case you have any mechanicals. So, nice race to bring. We're tested there, so hopefully we can all be close. So, I'm going to ask you then, is IndyCar the, the big ambition now? Yeah, IndyCar is the ambition. <laughs> I think there's not going to tell driver winning the Indy 500 for more than 100 years by now. So, uh, about time that changed, then, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we want to get the change. Um, hopefully, we can we can do it. Uh, of course, it will be great just to participate in the Indy 500. I feel like I, of course, I haven't won the overall in the Rolex 24 hour, but I feel like already winning such an important race uh, on the first try, even though it was with the LMP2, uh, it's still a great, great achievement. And, you know, it's one of the three most important races in uh, uh, American motorsport. I think it's in the 500, the 2500, and the Redux 24 hour, you know, mm. each most important for uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, and Endurance. So already starting off with one. Uh, it's not a bad start either. <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad. So uh, I think, the, uh, I hope, uh, you know, in the next few years, I can get a chance at the Indy 500 at least, uh, I get a shot for it uh, because, yeah. I, I would love to. I watched the Indy 500 since I was a kid. You know, it might seem a, a little far from Europeans, but uh, some of my um, colleagues, American colleagues, were surprised as well because I knew a lot about American motorsport. You know, many um, European drivers just come over. Uh, been watching F1 since we were kids, and they don't know anything about IndyCar. I'm quite prepared mm. because I love every form of motorsport. So. <laughs> Oh, it's incredibly enjoyable to watch as a, yeah, as a fan. I, I, so. love, I love it. To be fair, I, I enjoy more watching a uh, IndyCar race than a Formula 1 race because in a Formula 1 race, everything's so sad. So in IndyCar, is a bit more, more standard. So it's more up to... They're more wild. Anyone can really win it. Yeah, though. they drive more to the limit. So you would see in, in street circuits doing more mistakes because they're probably driving to the limit like we are in a, in a junior Formula because the cars don't have the big difference between them. So... Mm the driver has to make a big difference there of course and yeah it's uh it's just fun to drive and uh, i love i love watching ovals especially i have never drove one yet but i hope i get it i have a reason so yeah so i wanted to ask you then because you had touched on it a couple of times with with previous comments there so what makes racing in the u.s so different to other continental racing series um, it's worked very different. It works very differently. Starting from the pit lane, it's completely different. And as well, uh, you will see if you just walk into a, into a Formula 3 paddock and then you get out and you get into that. Uh, you say Pro paddock, uh, it's a completely different thing. Uh, you can just know just by walking. You don't need even to start working. It's a completely different approach. I like the fact that 
you can be a little bit more independent. I always said, uh, you know, the way I want to make a difference is not by being the soldiers or doing whatever people say around you, but as well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing a little bit how I want it to do, how I can do you it. Just stand out a little bit. Yeah, that's the only way I can make a difference, you know. If I just do my own work, then I won't make a difference. So that was a little bit what I, 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 I had to do in Europe because yeah, you need to warm up the tires that way. You cannot overread them. You cannot, you're on a quiet lap. You have to manage your tires to push on the end, uh, on the last sector maybe, or push more in the first sector. So meanwhile, here, uh, the tires are very consistent. So you can just go in and just drive and have fun. And that's what I've liked about it. I can just go in and drive and... Uh, there's something yeah, I want to ask about actually there because you you say you're saying that you to have kind of your own way of doing things like you obviously follow the, what the team says to an extent but there's a point where you need to to do your own thing and make sure that you can adapt it a bit for for you. We we're talking about the 24 hours Daytona. It wasn't an easy weekend by any stretch of the imagination. So was that part of like how you got yourself into that right mindset? Was like okay, we're it's it's going to be tricky, but we're gonna we're gonna still do everything we can and. Do, do my thing and we'll try and work it out and at what point did you kind of realize that maybe you could actually win this um i didn't expect to win it but <laughs> <laughs> was it not until over the line and then someone was telling you one and you're like oh damn i actually got this or <laughs> yeah i mean of course you want to win every race you do but um the roar we had a lot of issues we couldn't drive much i only did i think five laps uh the weekend before Went into quality, of course. Um, we had a crash in quality. Mm. Uh, so then after that, we were set back to last uh, for our class. So we started last. We had no running at all. FP1, the week after was okay. FP2, another big crash this time from my side. We didn't drive until the start of the race. The car was not, I can tell you, until 30 minutes before we had to go to the grid, we, the car was not going on. We had issues switching the car on. So, um, and I can tell you something funny as well. We actually uh, did have some other problem. Like sometimes the wiper will go on and you couldn't switch it off. So you will just have <laughs> wiper go. You will just see me drive with the wiper going and <laughs> no pain at all. You know what? We can so, work with this. At least it's not a more. Yeah, we can work. With, it was not a problem. <laughs> and uh, so then, I think thirty minutes before the start, the car was not going on. We're like, are we even going to drive? And then we left for a driver presentation. And everything. And we were able to start. We started on started slow. And uh, then I got in the car after an hour. And I drove for twice 30 because I didn't get the habilitation to drive by night. So I had to do all my hours by day because we skipped the <laughs> night yeah. practice to repair the car. And uh, yeah, so then I went in. I drove the I drove my twice 30 and we were from seventh to second. We were, la- we were seventh and last on the lead lap. And then when I I went in after twice thirty, we slowly recovered and we we're back to second. And then I went to sleep. They were leading the race, so I was like, "Oh, this is going well. You know, we're doing a good job. Uh, we were not the quickest car, but we kind of always get everything together. You know, we never did a mistake. Our bronze driver never did a mistake, which is very common in these races. You know, the bronze driver is so important to everything together, and he drove a lot by night, so you know, not doing any mistakes that was very important, and he did that, so it was very good. And then we, I woke up the day after and went three laps back. So it was kind of a shock <laughs> because I woke up at six. I was already back at the track by the five. I woke up from my hotel and I was like, shit, why are we? Oh, wait, I shouldn't have said that. It's neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. I, was, I woke up and I was like, oh, we are so far back. Why are we three laps back? We're like six and three laps back. And I was like, oh, that's not good. 
Um, but yeah, then I went back to the track already. Uh, we were lucky to focus here. We recovered one lap. We were back two laps up um, while I was driving. And then I jumped out. Uh, and I was supposed to get in for the last hour, but yeah, I went to do an early driving chair. I don't remember why. I, was, I just know I was in the toilet and I had the radio on. I'm like, cool. I come back. I'm back running. So I basically ran the old, I was on the other side of the paddock. I ran the old way down to the to the little awning we had and I changed and then straight away jumped in the car and did like my last hour and then uh, James got in the for the last hour and as soon as I basically uh, when I checked when we did the driver change we were just on the lead lap so I just mm-hmm. got back up was yellow and yeah then of course there is the yeah. we, had, we had a photo finish um I'll say I, I it might... was uh, sixteen thousandths of a second I yeah think. sixteen thousand was... yeah it was absolutely nothing so at the end, uh, yeah, the last hour 30 was very stressful for me, watching, <laughs> just the, watching my yeah, car. At, at that point, you can't do anything, can you? You just yeah, stood there watching. I did my job. Uh, I was one of the quickest, quickest cars every time we were on the track, but I, we still, people still didn't expect us to win because none of us drove much, and we never really showed well, the great pace. You did to win, so... Yeah, I did expect myself to win, but <laughs> we changed a lot of the car from prefect, like from the last prefects we drove to when the race started. It was real like, we got to make this just extreme. We need that straight line speed, and that's how we won the race at the end, uh, kind of sacrificing the driven part. And yeah, um, it worked. <laughs> I don't think anyone expected us to win still, even when we were back on the lead lap, because we we're never like the quickest mm. car. And then kind of they started, uh, so like I think the 52 went out, then the 11 went out. Uh, I don't know who was the 11, yeah, one another car went out. And then uh, it was just three cars fighting for the lead. And it was that point where like the first two were fighting for the lead, and then like one got a little pushed off and went second. And then on the la- on the last lap, they crossed the line like next to each other, and uh, then he pushed him off. And I was like, "No, this is gone." <laughs> <laughs> and then I they started taking the hyper car foot because he was about to cross the line and win. So I just wait for the car to pass on the main straight. It was such a long minute to be fair. I was waiting there <laughs> one minute because it was like second is still good. We didn't do bad. We started <laughs> it. It's not bad on the first try. We got second and then I saw him come up the line of the last corner with a massive run and I said, oh no, I'm going to do it. And then I was the first one to jump uh, across the pit wall like, to start to celebrate because I realized and then yeah, from there on I just see people jumping and uh, crying and uh, screaming. <laughs> so then uh, the car came back and of course the first thing I did I hugged uh, James because for me I think it will be unforgettable I I think a hell of a win yeah I think I was the third youngest ever to win the race as well uh, so I would yeah I mean so not, not a bad start to the year at all not a bad start yeah and yeah of course uh, some drivers waiting 15, 15 tries mm. to get it and maybe they cannot even get it and you're on the first try you just come in and do it so <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we as well we skip. We didn't drive the car much. Like our bronze driver had only one test. Jimmy and I had only one test. So we're the only driver at more than like fifty laps in the car with James. So we relied a lot on him, and uh, everyone did their job. We don't want crashed out in the race, and um, of course the mechanics were amazing because we never. Did, the fun fact: we never even tried a driver change or a pit stop. So my first driver change, my first actual driver change, you know, I didn't know what to do. I just <laughs> plugged everything in. And, and then we have, we have one helper and basically my belt was offset. 
So uh, I had to put the belt back inside the ants because it was like on my shoulder, not on the ants. So it was pushing me down like that. And I was lucky as soon as I got out, basically I got out the pizza to one corner and the full was yelling like, yes, I can fix my belt. So I listened there and I put it back and then I tightened and then I drove. So that was good. And I actually drove like two hours 30, forgetting that I have a drink in the car. So <laughs> because I, so I was like, I, I didn't drink for two hours 30 and I jumped out of the car and the mechanic was like, you didn't use the drink at all. I'm like, I completely forgot I had it. <laughs> I was just driving. <laughs> So yeah, so you didn't didn't have the drink, didn't have any kind of practice with most of the elements of the race. Yeah. <laughs> same for for the, the, the same for the mechanics. They never tried a pit stop. So our first pizza, I think, were actually not that good. But at the, to the end of the race, of course, doing so many, then we were. I think the last piece were very good because we jumped one car in the pits, so that was good. And uh, as well, like the first time. Like I'm used to have the mechanic telling me to go, and they were telling me, and they were like, clear, clear, clear. Well, I, I was like, what? And then the mechanic went, go, go, and I went. So I lost like ten seconds there, like <laughs> waiting for someone to call it. And uh, yeah, then after I went, and then we drove. So when when I just drive, I have fun, and I just drive. So yeah, that's quite it. <laughs> I just so I okay, imagine with a with a race like that as well, where yeah, you were you were happy to just be in the race in in a lot of ways because yeah. you weren't even sure you were going to make it. So to yeah. to get any kind of points results, maybe even get on the podium, like you were saying, oh, second is good. We did we did a nice yeah. job. You know, yeah, you've been happy good. with that. It's like, you, you would have still been very happy with that. And I think that yeah. the fact that you then managed to get get first place there is just kind of you wouldn't even believe it did you believe it yeah. when it, when you saw it happen or was it still did it take a few minutes to be like wait did we actually just do that i i, I dreamt of it for a long time you know because i i didn't i had the first contact with proton in um first december so it was not still not that early you know we hadn't planned it for like months and then in december we're like well maybe we do maybe we don't um already of course i was already committed to usf pro so i didn't mm -hmm. choose not to do the the elms campaign and uh yeah i thought yeah you know it's over we haven't got that much and i got the call from proton like a week before the road they're like oh yeah we needed the car you were very quick in testing uh because of okay, course i was a, I silver, I was a <laughs> okay. silver driver i was a silver driver and they were like yeah you were very good for a silver so we need you back in the car uh, uh, for Daytona. And I was very surprised because, of course, I didn't have any experience. So the team wanted to win from the start uh, because there's a good surprise for the team as well. And, uh, of course, the name of the race was the, it was the first race in LMP2 for the team as well. You know, everyone always worked uh, um, GT cars before. So LMP2 car for the first time for the team. First time for us uh, doing these driver changes. We kind of sacrificed all ourselves because we're not so good in driver changes. We all use the same seat. So everyone was mm. in the bronze, uh, bronze driver seat. Because, of course, he's, he was the uh, he was the oldest and as well the kind of like the biggest of us. So everyone could fit in his seat. And uh, everyone had back pain by the end of the race. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we still, like, just to jive. It was my first time on carbon brakes, everything together. And, yeah, just the call, like, do go there last sec, do everything. And then we we just, I just went in and say, okay, let's have fun. You know, I'm already racing again. Uh, four, three, four IndyCar drivers, few X Formula 1 drivers, uh, hypercar drivers. You say no know, expectations and, there. Like, you say, just yeah, go have fun. Just, and just, you can just say you're part of this. Yeah, just go there and have fun. And uh, 
I just start driving. Of course, you drive at the 98%, let's say, on an endurance race because you know you got to take it to the end. It's not, it's better not to risk crash until you're in the last hour. So you just kind of like bring it to the end. And um, then when I jumped out, we had the full shield. Like when I came back and like, oh, I was quicker than in the car drivers. <laughs> uh, I think for the driver car drivers. And I was like, and I just did it by having fun. I didn't like do anything like, or do that, like change the technique. I just went in and did what I learned in the past years uh, on a track I never drove and it worked. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, it was, it was a great story, and like you say, it's a great way to kick off motorsport for 2023. So if, uh, and again, the same with the, the US Pro Championship as well, the results there, and like you say, the more you do those, the more that you should improve, because like you say, if this is how you're starting when you're not used to it, then it should be very interesting to see what you're like towards the back end of the season. Um, yeah. So I want to wish you best of luck for all of that, and thank you very much for taking the time to, to chat yeah. with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. No, my pleasure.